This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. Happy Friday! It's February 24th, 2006. I'm Tom Merritt, author of Seen It's the Real Deal. And I'm Veronica Belmont, the podcast lady. 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 Hollywood is on assignment at the Produce Marketers Association. <laughs> She'll bring back some reviews of lettuce and broccoli and, and celery and whatnot. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud, our podcast of indeterminate length, episode 173. It's a good number. That's a good, no, good it's number. It's a very lucky number, 173, yeah. mm-hmm. because I don't know, I'm not very good at numerology. I'm no, sure it's a very, either. very it lucky number. It feels good. Three, Holy Trinity, seven, lucky, and one is the loneliest number. <laughs> <laughs> so it's two, two-thirds there. <laughs> That's Tom Merritt numerology for you. Well, BlackBerry had a lucky day. They sure did. Uh, yes, they won a stay of execution, so to speak. It's a very complicated when you actually start to read what happened today. But the upshot is BlackBerry lives to see another day. It will not be shut down. Your and crackberries in- will not be taken from you forcibly. No injunction happened today. That doesn't mean one won't happen. Uh, the judge just sort of chided BlackBerry and NTP saying... You need to work this out amongst yourselves. Kids. Come on, um, kids. As we mentioned on previous podcasts, the patent, one of the five patents uh, that NTP has were was rejected by the patent office. The other four are in non what's called non-final rejection, which means they've rejected them, but they haven't finally decided See, that's for what I sure. Feel like, like law, nothing is ever final. Yeah. You can always like, you know... Well, and even the patent that got finally rejected can be appealed exactly. and probably will be right. by NTP. So, you know what? I'm starting to get the feeling that this is really a game of chicken, that BlackBerry <laughs> and NTP are going to come to an arrangement. And we're just waiting to see how far they can go before they actually come to an agreement. Because every time something like this happens, the number that BlackBerry would have to pay gets a little bit smaller. And mm. NTP's like sort of sol- solid reserve that BlackBerry would have to shut down their system gets a little bit weaker. Right. So BlackBerry's, I think, just trying to hold out as long as they can so they can cut the best deal. I don't think I am convinced now after today that BlackBerry service will not be shut off, nor will a workaround have to be implemented. That's just my opinion. Well, good. What do I you guess. think? I, I, I guess so. That's kind of the feeling that I got from it, too. But... um. You don't use any kind of portable email system. Well, do I you? have uh, I have the MDA, but that's just for fun. Yeah, for you, you don't. You, you're you are borrowing the. I'm borrowing the, the it's T-Mobile a, um, MDA. Yes, and, and well, have you liked it? I mean, does it work? Do you get your email on it? Do you check? Honestly, it? no, I can't get my uh, Pop Three email to work on it. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but that's just me. That's why you need I a can, BlackBerry. I can check my Gmail on the web, and it works fine. Another interesting part of this is that other email providers are popping up. Right. I mean, you may not be able to get that to work, but but a lot of other providers have the ability for you to get email. And Microsoft is one of the ones that is getting into the game. Hmm. So we will watch this story with interest. But for now, your BlackBerry will live at least for the weekend. (laughs) Probably a little longer than that. Uh, Nice story uh, from Reuters. We saw it on News.com. Most U.S. workers say they feel rushed on the job. Do you feel rushed, Veronica? Yes. Hurry up. Answer. Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. <laughs> uh, but they are getting less accomplished. Well, I just feel like a lot of technology just kind of makes me feel a little more, you know, split into too many directions. Yeah. And I think this is kind of what the article is saying. Like, they, they mentioned one thing that you never really feel like you get a project done. You just take chunks out of it at a time. 
and nothing ever seems completed. I often feel that way. Oh, I yeah, often feel absolutely. because people make, oh, meeting invites for next week on Tuesday. I'm like, okay, well, that'll be good. Then we talk for an hour and then you still haven't really gotten anything accomplished, maybe a little bit, but I feel, I, I mean, I've really only been working for, you know, a year and a half, basically. So I can't really make any judgment on how it used to be because that's all I know. But you, for example, have been in the business a lot longer. <laughs> that's a nice way of calling me old. Old. You almost have gray hair. And <laughs> no. <laughs> no, seriously. Okay, think back, right? Let's say 1950s, you know, what, or even before. Let's go, let's go way back. Let's go to the 1890s. The worst that could happen. You're much older than I thought. (laughs) The worst that happened to me back then was someone (laughs) would pop into your office, right, and interrupt you while you're doing something. And they would be very polite. They would knock or look in. Maybe they see you're busy. They'd go away. You know, so interruptions are minimum. Then the telephone comes along, right? Mm -hmm. And as people more and more get telephones at their desk, well, then the telephone rings. And that's an impolite intrusion because you can not answer it, but it's still rung and it's still breaking your your concentration. Then we get email. And email is something you have a little bit of control over, but there's that divide between wanting it to pop up and tell you you got an email in case right. it's important and it interrupting your flow well, because you're always that, checking your the email. constant checking. Like I just check and check and check and check all the time. See if I've got an email. What do I have to do next? You I know? think we're trained to do that because people say, did you get my email? Did you see my email? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I, I, I didn't check. Well, I better check more often so I don't miss any important emails because right. something might come. Then... Pop on top of that instant messaging. Oh, man. Where that does that is as rude as you can possibly be. I mean, it just pops up in your face or it's flashing down there at the taskbar and there's no ignoring it. Nope. I mean, there is. You can be rude and, and not answer IMs and, and, and I do sometimes, but that is unusual. I know you do. <laughs> I know. I'm horrible. I'm old fashioned. <laughs> if I'm busy on something, I try not to be distracted, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. Because now you've got people stopping by, popping their heads in. You got the phone ringing. You got your email popping up. Your IM client happening, and you're trying to work on seven different projects at once. I honestly think email is the biggest one for me. Really, worse the than most I am. Distracting because yeah. I can just I will put my away message up. Yeah, and I will not respond to IMs. Okay, if I don't, which want is the way to. you're supposed to do it. And yeah, they still pop up and I'll still look at them, but mm-hmm. I don't have to respond. And it happens less Email frequently. is like, if you don't respond to an email that someone sends, they get offended, first of all. And if it's timely information, you really need to kind of respond to it because they expect you to. Well, and there is a whole different culture of email between even different departments within this company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would I don't want to name names, but there, there are some departments where electronic mail is, is treated as mail. You send it, and and then at some point I will check my mail, <laughs> and then I will compose a response. And it's not seen as an instantaneous thing. And then there are other departments where it is almost virtually I am. Like ours. And if you don't answer it, you're, what? What? What is taking you so long? Why haven't you, do you never read your email? And I've heard that conversation. I've yeah. heard people arguing, what is wrong with you? Why don't you ever read your email? And the other person going, what are you getting so upset about? I and just, then people have, yeah, and then yeah. then people have handhelds, like they have their treos and they have their Blackberries. Oh, and yeah. You're expected to constantly be tethered to your email on weekends, after work hours. You're oh, still expected you to check it. can't get away from it, yeah. No. So, I don't know. I can see, definitely see how this is a problem. Yeah. And I feeling th- rushed. I have for a long time believed that people don't really understand what makes for a more productive workplace. And this goes along with what we were talking about a while back with the fact that not every minute of your day can be devoted to work. You need right, breaks right. You need to refresh break. your brain. Mm-hmm. It makes you more productive. You know what is a great website for product 
productivity. I hate work.com. No, uh, 43 <laughs> folders. Actually, they yeah, work on the, uh, they work on the getting things done. It's a, there's a book written called getting things done. And uh-huh. I actually bought the book because I really try to organize myself and it's You're really pretty difficult. organized. I have to admit. You think so? I do. Yes. Okay. So anyway, so apparently I'm kind of organized and this book does help and it helps break down your day and helps you break projects into sections and it's really really interesting and the the website is really great i subscribe to their to their feed hmm, also check this out 43folders.com well, i have to note that too because we have to put it in the uh, newsletter as okay. well uh but when we come back mpaa is starting to sue everyone uh uk anti-piracy people going after the wrong people and an enzyme that could live inside you and perform calculations Ooh. do you believe anything is possible at earthlink we do We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. Ah, the MPAA. Who doesn't love the MPAA? They're suing news groups and P2P search sites that deal in BitTorrent. They're doing all kinds of great stuff. Don't they get bored with it? All in the name of protecting your culture. They must have the most hyperactive lawyers in the world. They are suing a new round of popular websites associated with movie piracy, including several that serve as search engines but do not actually distribute the files themselves. And so this is always the quandary, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm just pointing to stuff, am I liable? Or am I just pointing to stuff and it's not my job to judge whether it's You're a bad... You're not liable. Because then what if Google is pointing to the site that's pointing to the, the piracy site? It never is ends Google if you liable? do that. You, it never ends. There has to be a cutoff point. It has to be the content providers. It can't be the search engines. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And Usenet. Nobody's ever gone after Usenet before. It's hard. That's stupid. That is a waste of resources for the MPAA, in my opinion. If you have enough savvy and enough time to go trawl around on Usenet, figure out how to (laughs) compile the movies, figure out how to avoid viruses and malware, and you get a movie, you deserve it. You've worked for it. You've put in more time than than you'll get a return, basically. And I think the reason people do it is for the fun of it. Usenet is not a threat to the sales of movies, in my opinion. I'm going to say one thing, though. They are suing the peer-to-peer search sites like Torrent Spy, yeah. which if your all of your search is is pointed towards things that could possibly be copyright violations, then it gets a little more sticky. Well, that's the whole Grokster case, right? Yeah. Where they said, yeah, Grokster itself isn't illegal, but they were they were inducing. They but were they, they were can, getting yeah. people to do illegal things. They that was the point of Grokster. Right. That was the argument anyway. Okay, and so but things like like BitTorrent themselves, like you can use them for legitimate reasons. Oh, and yeah. that's why they got saved. Absolutely. But I, it, it gets kind of sketchy when you start looking at peer-to-peer things and search sites that are catering specifically towards other kinds of content that can be copyrighted and yeah. not really much else. It's I don't. It's a slippery slope. I know. But. Well, there's you know I mean, but you're dealing within the current copyright law, which I also think needs to be adjusted and rewritten uh, because the fr- frankly the Pandora's out of the box or whatever metaphor bad an- analogy you want to use <laughs> and. MPAA, RIAA, Publishers Association all need to start dealing with the reality of the current world instead of trying to roll back time. And I'm not saying that means, I'm not necessarily saying that means you have to give everything away for free and and be done with it. 
Maybe that is what needs to be done. Maybe you have to figure out a new way of making money off of that. It's possible. Radio is given away for free. Mm -hmm. Television, broadcast television, is given away for free. And yet nobody gets upset about that because they figured out another way to make money off it, putting advertising in. I'm not suggesting throwing an ad on the front of every movie that goes online. Right. Some people just cut it out. But there may be some other way. I don't think they've pursued it. I don't think they want to pursue it. They don't care. They just want to sue, sue, sue. They just love suing. Is that what you think? It's their favorite. They're run by lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun for them. Like, it's fun for people to go to Usenet and compile movies together. It's fun for them to sue people. Yeah, that's how they get their It's kicks. their hobby. Yeah. It's what they do at work. They, they talk about it over coffee. Yeah. Like, hey, who'd you sue today? We talk about it over lunch. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Boing Boing has a note about a story in the London Times UK. Uh, an anti-piracy officer assured Aww. Firefox that she would catch the pirates who She'll are copying and selling Firefox until the Mozilla Foundation said, that's okay with us. We give away Firefox for free and you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, I feel kind of bad for this lady. Like, I think she really... Had, she had their best interest at heart. And she really thought she was doing good, you know? <laughs> and it's it's kind of cute in a way when I read it. It's a cute little piracy officer. She was like, I can't believe. She says, I can't believe that your company would allow people to make money from something that you allow people to have free access to. Is but this you, really the case? That's what freedom is. Maybe she'll have an epiphany. Maybe this is a moment of revelation for her. But that's what freedom is about. Right. I make something, I should have the freedom to charge for it, to not charge for it, to restrict what people can do with it, to not restrict what people can do with it. Yeah. To a certain extent. She felt very unnerved. That's a quote. Yeah, well, it's, and you know what? This is sort of going back to what I was just saying. It is a quintessential example of somebody coming to terms with the new reality and not being able to wrap their head around it's exactly it. exactly what the MPAA should, they should take a bite of this medicine. Maybe we should send this woman to lecture the MPAA once she has figured it all out. I have had an epiphany. If she does. I want to We share. don't know that she's had an epiphany. No, she we may don't. Just, just be weeping in up. confusion for all we know. <laughs> in a corner in the fetal position. <laughs> exactly. Why would they give it away for free? <laughs> She is a candidate for having an enzyme put inside of her that can Ooh. compute things. Ooh, that was a creepy one. <laughs> Slash dot reporting, uh, new scientist reporting the creation of an enzyme-based computer that performs AND and XOR calculations. Uh, those are logical calculations and combinations of the two based on the presence or absence of specific chemicals. So I'm reading this straight from the Slashdot post, by the way. <laughs> if they can be engineered inside living cells, they could measure a patient's metabolism and deliver just the right amount of drugs at just the right spot. And isn't that what we're all looking for? Just the right, just amount, the of right amount of drugs. Just the right spot. Legal drugs, of course. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, it's creepy. It's totally creepy. But it's but really cool. This is how the future is going to go. I mean... We're going to have little nanobots living inside us, fixing things. I, little I, enzymes I, giving us drugs. I wish there were a better word than overdose because it implies so many Pulp Fiction type things. But have you ever taken too much of a of, like, of like cold medicine yeah. or something? Yeah. Or, or you've taken it and it just doesn't seem to work? It's because everybody's metabolism is different. In fact, your metabolism is different from day to day. So this would be fantastic, even for something as simple as cold medicine, if it could just sort of time release stuff when you need it and, and keep you if on you an even keel. If you have a fast keel. metabolism, does that mean that like you would get more? Like if you took NyQuil, would it affect you more or less? Uh, that you know what? That's complicated. I don't. I don't want to start giving away. <laughs> I'm just curious. I don't want to start giving curious. away drug recommendations. I would. I would guess, and this is just a guess. I would. I would take a guess that. 
something like that would go through your system faster. But there's all kinds of other things to consider that could have an implication. Yeah, like have if you ate or if yeah, like, exactly, that or, kind of thing. Or or what is in the medicine and how is it metabolized? Because Nyquil knocks me out. Oh, it's good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and perfectly legal. But you shouldn't take it unless you have a cold. <laughs> Children. All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah. How are your thumbs? You know, a little sore. Yeah. Why? I'm tired. You've been texting a lot, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. ABC News reports that text messaging, once seen as a way to send a short message without running up an expense, is actually becoming so popular that people have sore thumb syndrome because of it. <laughs> well, that's like that's like crackberry thumb. Isn't it kind of the same? Yeah, really? it, would, it would be the same thing. It's just repetitive crack, stress on your, on your thumb joints. Crackberry thumb is the same motion that you get. Right. I guess it's a little different because the Blackberries usually have a full keyboard, QWERTY keyboard layout, and your cell phone doesn't. So yeah, well, I don't know mine if that does. you can use two thumbs. Your temporary phone. <laughs> you can use two thumbs on a BlackBerry right. or whatever you. Call I've it. actually started using on my. I have an an LG VX six thousand as well, and I've taken to using two thumbs now for text messaging. Really, which is definitely not a QWERTY keyboard, but just because I, you know, my right hand thumb. It's getting a little tired. Well, I just sent that one photo from my Motorola yesterday, and and I'm sore right did you here. Get a, did you get a sprain? Yeah, I think I sprained sprain? my hand sending a picture from my camera phone. Do what you? was the picture? It was the picture of you with that ThinkPad uh, that had the uh, Apple OS X screen. Oh, weird. Yeah, mm. you can find that on Flickr. Yeah, flickr.com slash buzz out loud. So yeah, watch out for your thumbs, folks. Virgin, Virgin Mobile actually issuing a warning. Don't text wow. too much because they don't want to get sued. That's why. Good for them. That's kind of like how people were trying to get Apple to um with their ears. Yeah, you know, because people don't take care of their ears because they wear bad headphones. Who are I'm you not talking say- about? I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Buy me some. <laughs> I need to put some on my want it list on CNET. Speaking of Apple, yes, I want to give a very happy birthday to Mad Dog Steve Jobs. Happy birthday, Mad Dog. How old is he? He's 51. He doesn't look it. He he is a very youthful looking guy. Yeah, I must say. Well, when you sell your soul to the devil, it actually slows down your yeah because he's going to metabolism. Look forever. Well, I especially like perhaps it. he has I, some enzymes working <laughs> in his face. I read it on um, the unofficial Apple weblog today, mm-hmm. and they said um, like happy fifty one years or fifty one hundred if that's uh, from your planet. How old you are? Yeah, funny. <laughs> your cult leader is fifty one. Yep. Do, do you have to pay homage? Are there, are there any special ceremonies? Sacrifice, you, actually. Yeah. What are you human sacrifi- sacrifice. You fa- oh, a human. I thought it'd be a PC, maybe. No. Well, PC <laughs> user. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I'm running now. Uh, Terry on the forums posted about a New York Times article about the junction box. Uh, provides a Wi-Fi hotspot. No, hot <laughs> a Wi-Fi hotspot, no matter where you go. Uh, so you just stick. And I, I saw a version of this, a Kyocera version of this at CES. Where you stick a an EVDO card or some some such thing, a PCMCIA card in the back of it, and then it creates an instant cellular hotspot. Right. the The Kyocera is the D Link, mm-hmm, the D Link powered one. Powered one. Uh, but as PK Scout points out, Verizon apparently has cracked down on folks using them. They don't want you to share your hotspot. That's the hot, ridiculous. The, the internet connection that you're paying sixty bucks to get. Mm. Which is one of the reasons I haven't got one of these cards yet. I really want one. I really, 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 really do. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But they're expensive. The cards aren't necessarily that expensive. The service is very expensive. So I know a lot of people that depend very heavily on their junction box. And uh, that'd be too bad. Well, PK Scott makes a good point. He says, you know what? This is what the cable people were doing at first, trying to prevent you from networking. 
Mm-hmm. They wanted to charge you for each computer you hooked up. And eventually they realized, hey, you know what? That doesn't work. And we can make a lot more money if we're nice to people, which is a common theme on this podcast. <laughs> Just be nice to people and you will it make hurt you. you will be more successful. Let's get into the voicemail. Scott from Salt Lake City calling in, uh, commenting on the Ricky Gervais paying or charging people for podcasts. Hey guys, Scott in Salt Lake City again. I hate to keep calling you, but um, something happened on today's show that really bugged me. The guy that called in and said, well, I'm going to get the Ricky Gervais show no matter what. I have an Audible account. I'm going to pay $6 or whatever it is for those episodes because it's great and it's awesome and it's funny and everything. Um, Seem to be arguing the fact that people will pay for a podcast and that that's a totally reasonable thing to do, which is fine. But then he turned around and said, well, I'm going to give this to all my friends and family uh, for free, and uh, they are not held to the same sort of buying standards I am. I just thought there was some irony there, and I couldn't let it go. Talk to you later. Bye. Now, that's interesting, because we were going to speculate on what would Ben say, but we don't have to, because we have a voicemail from Ben from New Jersey, where he uh, not only tries to make me feel better, but also (laughs) responds, albeit without knowing it, to Scott. Hi, guys. It's uh, Ben from New Jersey again. Actually, I'm on vacation, so it's Ben from Florida today. But um, this is, I guess this message is uh, mostly for Tom. Uh, I was just picking fun. You are funny. Um, I enjoy the show. You take a, what could be a very dry topic and, and add some levity to it, so thanks for that. Uh, back to uh, Ricky Gervais. Um, there's not many podcasts I'd pay for either because there's so much duplication out there. But this one, at least for now, is unique, you know, in my opinion. But um, the other thing is, once it goes over to Audible, or if it had even been started on Audible, would it have been called a podcast, or would it have just been called a show? Um, oh, about the copying thing? Yeah, I thought about that after I said it. I went, oh, that doesn't sound good. But then I thought later, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, and I probably am, but it, can't I make an archive copy of digital medium that I have, you know, for a backup, and just because I send it off-site to my brother-in-law's house, you know, is, is, is that okay? I don't want the DRM police driving all over New Jersey looking for me. Anyway, great show. Talk to you later. Bye. And that's a good... Is is it a podcast if it's on Audible? I mean, yeah, it's a podcast now, but once it goes on Audible, <sighs> it's the same sort of thing. It's a downloadable audio file, and it gets synced to your... You know, it's it's kind of the same thing with blogs. Yeah. When is a blog a news story, and when is a blog a blog? When is a podcast just an audio recording, and when is it a podcast? When you know? is a blog just a website? Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 What is the sound of one podcaster pondering? <laughs> this. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. And right also, there. I should thank that Ben. I really wasn't that upset. I, I was exaggerating it for comedic effect. <laughs> but uh, thanks thanks for, for, for looking out for me. And then we've got um, Aaron from Jackson, Tennessee. Hey, Molly, Tom, and Veronica. This is Aaron from Jackson, Tennessee. And I'm just calling about the whole dark fiber thing. If this stuff is out there, if it's already been, if it's already been laid and they've already paid for it to be laid, what is the deal? Why don't these people go ahead and use it and give us the bandwidth that we've already paid for with our taxes? Uh, love the podcast. Keep it going. Thanks. No kidding, Aaron. What is the deal with all the dark fiber? Turn the switch on. Well, the the excuse they give is last mile, right? Mm-hmm. We've got all this fiber, but we have we haven't got the money to run it to everyone's door. Although in some places it is, in few few communities here and there, fiber is running to your door. But you know, just get it started. Just get the project rolling, and then 
You know, I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't know. I'm sure there are good reasons why you wouldn't just turn it on. Maybe it can't be made use of or it has, you know, but maybe yeah, maybe it needs to get. I don't you know. There's a lot I don't know about dark fiber. <laughs> there's a Sounds lot I like don't know about idea. about backbone networking. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure there's some folks in our forum who know more about it than I do. I know there are because they've discussed it before. Right. But looking 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 from the outside, it's like, come on. Yeah. Just turn it on. My emotional feeling. Yeah, please. Come on. Just give it to us. Lincoln from Utah called in. Uh, hey guys, this is Lincoln from Utah, uh, originally from Massachusetts, Toronto. Anyways, um, I'm calling because uh, I have a question that I can't find an answer to anywhere, and that is, I want to have my photos organized. I have a brand new baby and a brand new 7.2 Casio XLM camera, and we take pictures all the time. And I've gone through Picasa 2 and the Adobe Photo Element thing that they offer for free and um i even tried organizing the pictures through just a windows you know directory system whatever it's called and um you know I, i'm kind of scared to completely invest into one of these programs because what if google says well we don't really like the cost anymore then i'm stuck and i spent hours and hours and days and weeks organizing my photos and putting keywords on pictures and everything um, I don't know if there's like some standard that's interchangeable between different programs or if there's one program you guys trust more than others, or if I use a keyword thing in windows, is that going to be still used in their next filing system when that comes out in, you know, who knows when? Um, so anyways, that's my question. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks guys. Bye. Hey, congrats on the baby. Oh, baby. He's got a baby. I would not be afraid of Picasso. Yeah, don't be. Don't be afraid of I Picasso. really don't see Google dropping Picasso. I really don't see them. I don't use it personally, but I know a lot of people who do. And it seems to be a pretty good service. And um, I think if, if that's how you want to organize your photos, I think you should give it a shot. You know, and, and what I would say from experience, if having gone through the dot-com boom and bust and Snapfish and Ophoto still have my photos, they're yeah, called they don't different go things. They, they don't got go bought away. by people. Uh, it's it's pretty likely you'll be okay. I I, it, I understand it's kind of it's kind of unnerving to think about putting all your eggs in on one that. basket. Yeah, you could always do backups of your photos. Just back them up to a hard drive. There's software out there you can buy if you if you feel better about that. There's a lot of reviews on CNET mm-hmm. about what makes good uh, organization software. Lori Grunin's done some great stuff about that. Right, or you can always use a uh, a web a web host like photo bucket mm-hmm. or something like that to organize them. I guess if you wanted, if same really problem worried, though. Yeah, it's like, you is, be is photo bucket going to go photo away? Photo bucket's been yeah. around for a You're long time. If you, if you really just don't want to trust that something's not going to go away, you have to do it on your own hard drive with software. You have to buy something. Right. Cause if you buy something then, or if you download a free one, then it's on your own computer. And then all you have to worry about is your computer crashing. <laughs> True. <laughs> so back up, back up, back up. Email from John G in new Iberia, Louisiana. He reminded us that Apple, of course, did try to make a video game system before the Pippin, which kind of looked like an Xbox, frankly. Yeah. In, in retrospect. I, you know, I honestly, I completely forgot about this. I, well, it's pretty forgettable. This was in the non-jobs era, was it not? Yeah. It's so cute looking. It's not white, though. It's black. Look at And, and the, um, the, dark the controller, it really does look like an Xbox. It really does. That's kind of weird. What? I wonder. It makes you wonder. There's no X on the top of it. It's, no. it's not a dead ringer for an X. It does have a green glowing light. But the controller though. looks like it. The controller looks like sort of a smooth Star Trekified version of the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> John misses delicious tacos. 
wrote in to say, I think that your discussion about touchscreens in fast food restaurants is evil and mean. Evil and mean. I live overseas in the United Arab Emirates, and all we have is Subway, McDonald's, Hardee's, and Burger King. That sounds like a pretty good selection. Yeah. Uh, yes, Veronica, you heard right. No Taco Bell. No. So I think it's very mean of you to talk about delicious fast food, e.g. Dairy Queen Taco Bell, when we have no good fast food restaurants. The best fast food here is Macarabia, a chicken patty between pita bread. That wow. sounds pretty good. Yeah, that sounds delicious. You know, one thing I do like to do, I have to admit this is a total guilty pleasure of mine when like I travel. Taco? I like to eat at McDonald's in foreign lands. Really? Yeah, because you know most of the time their food's better than yeah. it is here. And they always have weird things. Like even in Hawaii, which isn't a foreign foreign land, they, they have really cool stuff at the okay. McDonald's. There. Yeah, okay. So before I moved out here, the farthest west I had been was Utah. I actually now have a question for our Utah listeners, specifically Scott. Do they still have fry sauce in packets in Utah? It was this delicious, I don't even know what it was made of. Like a little sauce? It was kind of like, like ketchup. Like a brown sauce? Kind of like ketchup. Kind of like ketchup with mayonnaise huh. and other things. And apparently it was wow. like a local a local Utah delicacy that they put french fries on. They put it on everything. And it was really, really good. And so um, Lincoln or Scott, if anyone from Utah can tell me about fry sauce and what goes into it, I'd be really interested to know. The McDonald's in uh, the UK have excellent sausages for a McDonald's. Snossages. I mean, they're not the greatest sausages that you can get in the UK, but much better sausage than you get in the United States. The McDonald's in New Zealand and Australia, fancy. Really? They serve like veal. Wow. And like these full dinners and they have these these McDonald's that have a different name that I can't remember. I think they're McCafe or something <laughs> that serve lattes. Really? Yeah, there's one down in San Jose that just See, opened up. Yeah, I've never been to a foreign land other than I well I went to Montreal once. I guess Canada's kind of a foreign they speak land. They French there. But um yeah, and then uh more on the fast food issue, Justin call, writes in saying that um the all those fast food places we talked about that we thought were owned by Pepsi yeah, not. They're owned by Yum Brands. Yum. Mm. <laughs> they recently bought A&W and Long John Silver's, too. A&W That's is got like that frosty my favorite taste. place ever. Like, they, there used to be one in my mall. And yeah, there used to be delicious. one in my hometown. And then it became Rebans. Oh. And then Al's. And then it got torn down and turned into a uh, Casey's General Store. How upsetting. Yeah, it's pretty sad. They had the best roast beef barbecue sandwiches ever. Really? Yeah, and I barbecue really like the pork curly fries. Too. Why are we talking about this? Moving Belgian on. physicist wrote in to say he is a physicist from Belgium, which is sort of redundant on my part. Uh, <laughs> but he played a bit at downloading the time evolution of the song sales from iTunes leading up to the billionth song. He says you can see that the billionth song contest lead to a large increase of the sales just before the crucial moment. There is a very short, because I'm rather lazy, description at his blog, and we'll include the link in the newsletter. But uh, it's fu- it's fun to look at. I don't know where you got your data, though. I would like to know that. If he could send us in, uh, I or uh, maybe it, I should read closer. It may be explained. I didn't see it, though. Uh, but I, I'm wondering how he got the data. But it is, uh, you would think, it right? It is a drastic difference. It is a huge spike and then, then drop off. So Which makes There's sense. lots of other fun stuff on his blog, too. I recommend it. All right. It's Friday. So it is time to give away a shirt de tea. T-shirt, yeah. A shirt in the shape of a tea. It is green. It says buzz out loud on it, and it is going to be one of yours. Uh, like I said, as I've said the past couple of weeks, we're going to give away one of these a week. Everyone will have a shot at it. Uh, one thing we should point out, though, if you have your profile filled out, that, helps, uh, that helps us in the determination. 
Because we like to use pictures. Yeah, because we like to use the pictures. We like to see what you've posted in the past and that sort of thing. We like to so. see what kind of stuff you like, uh, this, like this, other than t-shirts. This week, I think Molly put in her vote before she left, and uh, I think it's a little bit of a guilt trip vote, <laughs> but uh, we love the five reasons you love Buzz Out Loud thread that has been on the forums, and so we're giving it. We're giving the t-shirt to Sean this week for starting Yay, that off. Yay, Sean. And his, um, his username is DL. BN Sean. And Sean should know that, in fact, many of the quotes from that thread that you started have been used in PowerPoint presentations Ooh. at the highest levels of CNET. It's true. To talk about the podcast. No, it's seriously, it's seriously I know, true. It's really true, yeah. guys. <laughs> so uh, you you are speaking to the people you in charge. You are justifying my existence. Yeah, or at least our lunch hour. Thank you. Give a, oh, uh, Flickr Photoshop contest is the other thing we wanted to mention right uh, that we, has been going amazingly yeah but it, the the submissions have kind of died down in the past couple of days and um we just want to remind people that we're going to give you another week another week to submit your uh wonderful photoshop entries of there's some our faces. really good ones there and um so you can see those at flickr.com slash group slash buzz out loud i think yep and um and they're great, and we want to keep them coming. And um, so, one more week, and the next Friday's T-shirt winner will be the, the photo, winner, the Photoshop. Yes. Okay, great. Give us a call one eight hundred six one six CNET, or give us an email buzz at cnet dot com. Post in our forums forums dot com. Look for the Buzz Out Loud Lounge. Oh, wait, don't forget about listening to the News dot com podcast too. Oh yes, come on! How, how <laughs> could I forget? Uh, the yes. wonderful news.com podcast. Check the news.com podcast available at news.com and check news.com for headlines throughout the day. Yay! Bye, folks. Bye. Have a good weekend.